Welcome to Macros Made Easy, the podcast that takes the confusion out of tracking macros. I'm your host, Emily Field, a registered dietitian that specializes in a macros approach. In each episode, I help you learn how to eat in a way that supports your health, body composition, and athletic performance goals. We'll cover the basics of macronutrients, how to track for various goals, the role of macros in your health, and how to make sustainable changes to your habits. I've helped hundreds of people experience more food freedom and flexibility while navigating their nutrition. So whether you've tried macros and it just didn't stick, or you just heard the word macros yesterday, I can't wait to help you too. Welcome to episode nine of the Macros Made Easy podcast. In this episode, we're talking all things macro tracking myths, and I'm aiming to unravel some of the misconceptions that surround this approach. And maybe you've believed some of these macro myths yourself. I know I sure have. Maybe one that you believed is that tracking macros is only reserved for athletes. It's for already fit people, maybe bodybuilders. Maybe you thought that tracking meant you needed to resign yourself to a monotonous diet of boring, flavorless food. Or perhaps you believe that macros is the sole determining factor for weight loss or muscle gain. Maybe you're under the impression that hitting your macros every single day is an absolute must for you to be successful. And lastly, we'll tackle the myth that you must weigh and measure every single morsel of food you consume in order to be successful at this approach. Today, we are going to spend some time getting to the truth behind all of those macro myths, because by dispelling misconceptions, it can make your nutrition journey easier and much more fulfilling. So get ready to approach macro tracking with confidence and gain a deeper understanding of its potential. All right, so myth number one is that tracking macros is only for bodybuilders or athletes. It's really only for people who are already fit. Okay, so while it's true that bodybuilders and athletes often track their macronutrients, it is not limited to them. And you probably know this through experience or maybe because you've been following me for a while. You might see me as someone who enjoys activity. So if I'm the only person in your world who is tracking macros, I can see how that could still reinforce this myth. But understand that tracking macros can be beneficial to anyone, particularly those people who love data and want to chase their body composition goals in a very efficient manner, which tends to be bodybuilders, right? Or it tends to be somebody like who would identify themselves as an athlete. They want to chase that goal very efficiently and they want to, you know, they want to get there quickly. So optimizing their nutrition through tracking macros would be a great way to do that. And I want you to know that I absolutely thought that tracking macros was only for bodybuilders when I first saw it or when I first heard of it. Because the only people that I saw using it were people who were in like contest prep mode. They were trying to get as lean as possible to step up on stage in a bodybuilding competition. And I do want to say I definitely appreciated them being so vocal on social media because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have been able to see the themes in their nutrition journey that actually were really great. Maybe a more balanced approach in general than than traditional weight loss or fat loss methods. So that really helped me hone it in as a craft and adopt tracking into my practice, but maybe for a little bit of a wider audience and maybe more general public audience. So while macro tracking might have been born out of the bodybuilding world and it was a once best kept secret to getting lean and doing it very efficiently, it is no longer limited to the bodybuilding world. It's here to stay and I would like to see it spread more mainstream because 
it truly can help people break up from a dieting mindset and have a bit more food freedom and flexibility than they might have learned nutrition through before. They might have learned nutrition through the lens of a diet and that is a very limiting mindset and instead macro tracking can be very expansive for them. Now, if this is the very first episode you've ever heard and you are just learning about what macronutrients are or why you would ever want to track them, I first want to direct you to some of the earlier episodes we have on this podcast about that very thing. But I'll just quickly review that macronutrients simply refers to the three main categories of nutrients that provide you energy. That's carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. And by tracking those macronutrients by logging in a food app, for example, you can gain a better understanding of the composition of your diet and ensure that you're consuming an appropriate balance of these nutrients. We can essentially give our body gentle direction to perform in a certain way or to behave in a certain way. And that includes weight loss or fat loss, especially if your goal is to be leaner, but it also can be to build muscle or to perform at a higher level. If you are somebody who really cares about their fitness, you would consider yourself an athlete. All right, so let's very quickly review how this myth gets completely busted wide open, how it is untrue. Macro tracking is not simply reserved for people who would consider themselves bodybuilders or athletes, and it can absolutely be adopted by the, quote, general public, including you and me. The number one reason being awareness and education. We know that tracking macros encourages you to become more aware of what you're eating and the nutritional content of different foods, something that you probably never learned in school and don't really have any experience with afterwards, especially if your world has really been consumed by diet programs, plans, or systems. You really learn nutrition through the lens of those things. It can help you develop a better understanding of portion sizes, particularly portion sizes that are appropriate for you, the nutrition composition of various foods, and the overall quality of your diet. Great learning tool at that. The second reason might be around your weight. It might be that weight management is something that you really are concerned with. So by tracking macros, you can achieve those weight goals, whether you want to lose, maintain, or gain weight. Because by monitoring your macronutrient intake, you can adjust your diet to create a calorie deficit or a surplus as needed. Third reason why this myth is busted wide open would be simply in the health and nutrition realm, because understanding the macronutrient intake of your diet allows you to ensure that you're meeting those nutritional needs. So for example, if you want to make sure that you're getting enough protein for muscle repair and growth, that's really important to you. Or you want to make sure that you're getting sufficient carbohydrates for energy and for power, you can do that. And then lastly, healthy fats obviously play big roles in multiple body functions, but this might be particularly important for you. Next is individualization. I would say that tracking macros offers you a very precise way to manipulate your diet and customize it according to your personal preferences and maybe even dietary restrictions. So it allows you to find some balance that works for you and aligns with your specific goals, whether they're related to health or fitness or overall well-being. And lastly, I'll just say that even if you don't consider yourself an athlete, you do not work out as a part of your job, you still are an active person and tracking macros can optimize your energy levels and your overall performance in whatever activities you choose to do. By balancing your macronutrient intake, you can provide the necessary fuel for those daily activities in addition to your formal exercise. And that, in general, can just lead to overall productivity, a better well-being, more satisfaction in where you choose to spend your time during the week. 
All right. So consider this myth completely busted. Macro tracking is not exclusive to bodybuilders or athletes, people who work out for their job. It can be for the general public, somebody like you and me, just simply because we want individualization. We want to be aware and educated about our nutrition. We want to optimize our performance and our energy levels. All of these reasons are good reasons to track macros. And I would even say more specifically for the person who loves data and wants to be kind of in control of that. They want to see it. They want to be very efficient and effective at chasing their goals. Macro tracking can be a great approach for you. Success with tracking macros starts with actually trusting that your macro targets are right for you. As the original macro experts, registered dietitians have years of professional experience to pull from when they provide protein, fat, and carbohydrate goals. No more second guessing those macro numbers or being confused by online calculators. With me and my team, it's all about personalization, precision, and proven results. Here's how a custom macro calculation works. After purchasing the service, you'll fill out a detailed health assessment sharing juicy details about your personal health situation that could influence your nutritional needs. You'll have the opportunity to tell us about your health history, typical workout routine, food preferences, what's been working or not working to accomplish your goals. After submission, we will pour over what you've shared and draft your protein, fat, and carbohydrate targets, calorie goals, and bigger picture health recommendations that we think might make a difference for you. We'll also tell you exactly how we arrived at your macro target so you understand the why behind the numbers. Then, in about 7-10 to business days, you'll get a lengthy email with all of this included that you can digest and refer to as much as you need. Look, your macro targets are supposed to be as unique as you, so why settle for an impersonal nutrition calculator? Purchase a custom macro calculation from me, Emily Field, and my dietitian team today and get personalized to you macro targets that you can trust, ones you can start seeing results with right away. Go to emilyfieldrd.com cmc or click the link in the show notes of this episode. The second myth we'll talk about today is that you have to eat boring, bland food when you're tracking macros or that you believe that you have to eat the same exact thing every day when you track macros. And I will say this is not one that I believed when I first started tracking. It's just one that I've heard through critics and people who are afraid to start, people who are trying to press for perfectionism. They get caught up in this myth. It is a myth because tracking macros doesn't say anything about what you have to eat or what you should eat. It's simply guardrails. I like to say it's kind of like the bumpers at the bowling alley when you're throwing that bowling ball down towards the pin. It's giving you some guardrails about the quantity and it says nothing about the quality. It says nothing about the types of food that you choose to eat when you are tracking. In fact, it can actually be an opportunity to explore a wider variety of foods and delicious and flavorful meals because if you are familiar with weight loss oriented plans or programs, you might be used to seeing a list of yes foods or no foods, or you need this food at a specific time. And it's very, very prescriptive, which as we know, does not work for long-term success and is not usually sustainable. But macro tracking as an alternative can allow for a lot more variety there. Again, not ever really saying what you should or can eat, instead putting guardrails on the quantity. So you can choose you have that autonomy to choose what you want to eat and when. 
Now, I will say that when people start tracking macros, they can get kind of narrow-minded sometimes. They're learning a brand new skill. And so in that learning, they might resort back to the foods that they know work for them, and they might rotate through the same 5, 10, 15 foods that they know they like and they know that they can eat to hit their macro targets. This is not the approach's fault. This is just simply learning a new skill. And that's totally fine if just for a couple of weeks, you're really putting your head down and trying to learn everything that you can and balance your meals and things like that. But in the future or using this method longer term, you're encouraged and you'll likely naturally end up including a lot more variety, naturally including more flavors, maybe experimenting with different cooking methods, things like that. Usually when someone first starts tracking macros, they learn that they can probably get more out of their prescription or reach their targets even easier when they are reaching for nutrient-rich foods. But that doesn't say that they cannot have processed, packaged, or refined foods in their eating pattern. We live in a world where we have a lot of choices and a lot of times people can ask a dietitian or ask their coach or nutritionist that I want a meal plan. I want you to tell me what to eat. And not only is this not helpful and doesn't work for the long term, but it doesn't teach you how to make decisions for yourself. I would say the macro tracking offers a different solution in the sense that you are in charge of your budget. You can choose to spend your food budget on whatever you want. And when it comes to getting the most filling, more satisfactory meals out of your macro targets, you're probably going to naturally reach for fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains, healthy fats. And you're probably going to also include indulgences in moderation. And you get to choose what that moderation looks like depending on your macro targets and your overall prescription. So for example, you might spend your macro targets or you spend your food budget, if we were going to put it that way on grilled salmon and roasted vegetables. But you could also choose to spend it on a fully loaded stir fry with chicken and rice. Or you might choose to spend it at a ball game with you know, a hot dog with a bun and a side of chips. You get to choose how those macros are spent. And with that comes a bit of budgeting. With that comes like, if I'm going to spend here, then I'm not going to spend there. Or if I choose to dump a lot of macros here, I'm probably going to have to hold back here. And that level of customization can be really, really crucial for people who are used to being told no, that you cannot have something or that this food is bad or this food will make you gain weight or this one will make you fat, things like that. Those are obviously not true statements when it comes to food. So in summary, this macro myth is completely busted because we know that tracking macros offers flexibility in your food choices. It allows you to enjoy a diverse range of foods within your macronutrient ranges, your prescribed targets. It allows for some customization and creativity in meal preparation. You are encouraged to experiment with flavors, portion sizes, cooking methods. And if you are not doing that right now and you're kind of teaching yourself how to track macros on your own... It might be in your best interest to work with a coach or to dig in on some recipes or some bloggers or people who do, you know, subscribe to this approach because you just might be limited by your own lack of ideas. And that's totally fine. We have so much other stuff going on in our lives. Sometimes we just need a little bit of a refresh on the food that we have available to us and what we want to cook. All right. So again, 
because we have the option to choose whatever we want in a macro tracking approach, there's no yes, no foods, there's no off limits, on limits foods, you're probably going to have much more variety and probably not have as bland, boring food as you would on a meal plan or something that somebody prescribes for you. The third myth we'll talk about here today is that macros are the only thing that matters when it comes to weight loss or muscle gain, meaning you can ignore every single other thing about nutrition and macros or calorie intake is the only thing that matters for shrinking your size or developing your size. So weight loss, fat loss on one side or muscle gain, weight gain on the other. Now, as a registered dietitian, this myth makes me so sad because it is simply reducing nutrition down to just macros and calories. And that's not what I want for people. There's so much more here to this world. Okay. Now we know that energy balance matters. So weight loss is achieved and weight gain is achieved by manipulating your energy balance, your calorie balance. And, you know, obviously that's important and you can certainly achieve those goals by tracking macronutrients, but that's not the only thing that matters when it comes to those goals. Sometimes nutrient timing and micronutrient intake, maybe managing other lifestyle behaviors matters more when it comes to weight loss or muscle gain. And they absolutely do influence those processes. Nutrient timing, for example, can impact your weight loss and muscle gain goals because consuming a balance of particular macronutrients before and after workouts can support your energy levels your hunger and satiety, your muscle recovery, protein synthesis, that matters when it comes to weight loss or muscle gain. And I usually say weight loss just for the general public, but usually what we're talking about here is fat loss. So fat loss meaning losing fat tissue and muscle gain being gaining muscle tissue. Nutrient timing is just one piece of the puzzle. Your overall calorie intake matters a lot. Your obviously your overall macronutrient intake matters a lot. If we're going to talk about like a pyramid where the biggest piece of the pyramid is that energy balance, that calorie balance, the next biggest piece would be that macronutrient piece. And maybe nutrient timing is like kind of sprinkled up on top somewhere. It still matters. And that's why I am trying to use it as justification for busting this myth. Next, I want to talk about micronutrients. We know that macros provide overall energy, but micronutrients, that's your vitamins and your minerals, they're also essential for overall health and proper bodily functions. If you're going to be one of those people that neglects micronutrients from the perspective that you're not eating whole real foods most of the time, we're going to see some deficiencies and some health issues pop up. Might not be right away, but certainly a diet that is rich in processed, packaged, or refined foods will catch up to you eventually. We know that a well-rounded diet that includes nutrient-rich foods is important for your overall well-being, for your metabolism health, for your hormone health. And these things absolutely impact your ability to gain muscle, lose fat, and things like that. Lifestyle behaviors and the other habits that you have in your life are also going to impact your ability to change your body composition like we've been talking about. It's not just a macro conversation, not just a calorie conversation. I certainly have a lot of chatter with my own clients around their stress and their sleep and their gut health and how they're balancing play in their life, because these things can impact your ability to lose fat and gain muscle as well. This myth is kind of born out of 
this is the only thing that matters. If you focus on this, then you can have control over all these things. And that's simply not true. We do need to look at this as uh, a spoke in the wheel of all the things that matter for your health. And from a diet perspective, you know, I just highlighted three things being the nutrient timing, your micronutrient intake, and your lifestyle behaviors that can absolutely impact your body composition goals as well. Consider this myth busted. If you've ever wondered how many calories and macros it takes to reach your health, body composition, and athletic performance goals, you're probably going to want to download my DIY macros guide. Not only will we walk you through setting your protein, fat, and carbohydrate gram targets, but they will feel easy to hit because it's completely personalized. You'll answer nuanced questions about the type of activity that you do, your food preferences, the type of job that you have, and more. In addition to your personalized macro prescription, you'll learn how to set your calories in a deficit if you want to, and how much of that deficit you should be in. You'll learn things to consider when setting your carbohydrate and fat targets. So again, they feel easy to hit and natural. You'll get a list of protein, fat, and carbohydrate-rich foods along with a portion size guide to help you eyeball what certain macro amounts look like. You'll also receive an easy-to-understand rundown on metabolism, what it means, why you should care, how your macro targets relate to your metabolism, and some tips to improve it. We'll lastly throw in two sample meal plans so you can see how those macros look in a daily menu. To download the free guide, go to my website at emilyfieldrd.com slash macros guide. Okay, the fourth myth we're going to talk about here today is that you have to hit your macros exactly every day for it to be effective. This is just simply not accurate and have a lot of data to support this from working with hundreds of clients over the last several years. It can absolutely be a great tool for achieving specific goals, but strict adherence is not required. Precision every single day is not necessary or realistic for most people. You've probably heard this in some capacity, but macro tracking is more about long-term consistency than hitting your macros precisely every day. And I want to remind you that small deviations in your macro intake are normal, and they're very unlikely to have any significant impact on your overall progress, okay? So many people get wrapped up in perfection thinking, if I don't hit this number, then I will not see results. And I want you to think back on any other time in your life where you have achieved or you've been like fairly successful at going out and achieving a specific health, body composition, maybe athletic performance goal, and you were not tracking macros, I mean, there was not precision there, likely. It was just a cluster of behaviors that you did for a significant amount of time that made it successful for you, okay? And the same thing goes with macro tracking, except the cluster of behaviors that will probably be consistent for you are eating macro balanced meals with P, F, and C in each one, eating in regular intervals, probably every three to four hours. So you're not going really long times without eating, leaving you to you know catch up on your macros at one time. Maybe you're emphasizing more protein than you did prior to tracking. So some of these clusters of behaviors are really, really important and can lead to results independently of tracking macros. But right now, you're having more of a focus on hitting those numbers. And so those habits kind of fall into place a little bit more naturally. 
We already talked about this before, but sometimes when you're tracking macros, you inherently eat better. You eat more whole real foods because you know that your macros will go a little farther. They'll provide more volume. You'll have more satiety. You'll have fewer cravings if you're eating whole real foods. So more of the natural form of those foods versus your processed packaged and refined foods. So again, maybe it's which came first, the chicken or the egg? Is it the fact that you were eating whole real foods in the past that led you to your weight loss goals? Or was it that you were more full and satisfied and stopped snacking? Probably doesn't matter. But when you're macro tracking, this cluster, this like is roped right into some of the other behaviors and habits that you're really working on. These habits and behaviors have to come together for you to be successful at hitting your macro targets. And that's a good thing. And if you're able to do that for weeks and weeks, maybe months and months, you're absolutely going to see significant change in your body shape and size or your health outcomes, your athletic performance, things like that. I oftentimes find myself coaching people who feel like they have a perfectionist mindset or a all or nothing mindset. And while a client might not know that that's what they're doing, we can easily point it out from their thought process and their behaviors. And one thing I have to remind them is that macro tracking in and of itself is a very flawed method. And even in all of its flaws, we can see progress. Okay. Not only is there flaws in the databases that we use to track our food, but the way that you interpret a entry on that database is different than how I might interpret it. Or maybe the food label rounds up or down. That's going to make it less precise. Your GI tract is not going to absorb the same amount of calories and the same exact macros or micronutrients as mine. You're estimating your calorie expenditure every day, your daily activities and your formal exercise. All of these things make for imperfect prescriptions and imperfect logging. And you might forget to track something like that's imperfect as well. But even in all of those imperfections and those flaws, it's one of the most efficient ways that we have to manipulate your health outcomes, your athletic performance, your body composition. Okay. So understand that perfection hitting your macros exactly every single day is required for it to be effective is absolutely not true. And if you are somebody that feels like they can't be consistent with tracking because they have that little you know voice in the back of their head that says it's not worth it if I can't hit it exactly, I need you to let that go. I need you to really, really work on letting that go. If you're landing anywhere close, you're probably changing good behaviors. You're changing habits and behaviors for the good, I should say. So even in your pursuit of hitting your macro targets, you're probably doing yourself some good. You're probably balancing your meals better than you ever have. You're probably eating a little bit more protein than you would if you weren't tracking. You're probably reaching for more whole real foods than you would be if you were not. You're probably just simply providing yourself with some nutrition education that you never got. All good things, even if you're not exactly hitting your targets. A lot of the times when I'm working with clients, I'm trying to help them achieve balance and try to help them see how we can realistically apply the approach to their daily life. Now, that probably means that is not perfection in hitting your macro targets, but what is realistic? What did you learn from your experience about tracking macros that you actually really liked and you want to hold on to? How do we land in the middle between eating like you disrespect yourself and hitting your macro targets perfectly? That's where the power of coaching can come in. And so if you're really struggling with that, I encourage you to reach out to a coach, myself included, because we can definitely turn around that mindset.
So again, consider this myth busted. You do not have to hit your macro targets exactly every day for it to be effective. What matters more is probably the cluster of behaviors and habits that come together when you are tracking. That's what's leading to those results that you want. So getting close to your macro targets, pursuing those macro targets, adopting habits and behaviors that you know work for you for weeks and months is going to be much more effective for you. It's going to lead to you getting to those body composition, athletic performance, and health goals that you have. The fifth myth that we're going to cover today is that you have to weigh and measure absolutely everything for this approach to be effective. Now, weighing and measuring portions can be a really helpful strategy for precise tracking, especially in the beginning, but it is not a requirement. I'll oftentimes tell clients that it's in their best interest to use a food scale to weigh and measure most of their food portions, if not all of them, maybe just the ones that they are serving themselves at home. But it can be super helpful for you to recalibrate your understanding of what four ounces of beef looks like or a hundred grams of cereal looks like or two ounces of cheese looks like because it's likely that your portion sizes in your mind are completely inaccurate. They're either too small or they're too big and that's leading you to undereat or overeat your needs and that's likely why you're not seeing the changes in your body that you want to. But understand that over time, tracking macros can help you develop a sense of portion sizes that are appropriate for you and it can help teach you the macronutrient content of different foods. It's basic nutrition education each time you choose to log your food, and that is a really good thing. By practicing estimation and using visual cues, such as comparing portions to common reference points, I like to say like where you pour the cereal in your bowl, or you know when you are using your plates at home, how much room does that vegetable portion take up? How much room does that protein portion take up? then you can reasonably start to estimate the macronutrient content of your meals without needing to weigh and measure everything. Maybe you're just not interested in using a food scale at all, or maybe it is just not available to you. I like to teach my clients how to use their hands and their fingers as a visual reference point. For example, you can estimate protein servings by using your palm, knowing like how far across your hand or up to which knuckle it needs to be in order to be an appropriate portion size for you. You might be able to determine carbohydrate servings based on your fist or your open palm. You might be able to measure fat portions with your thumb or a portion of your thumb. The list goes on and on. We have a lot of visual cues and hand-based portion guides that can help you if you are not interested in using a food scale or you've graduated from using a food scale and you want to invite a little bit more flexibility into the approach after you're done being a beginner, I would say. There are also going to be times where you cannot use a food scale, even if you wanted to. And I would put this like restaurant eating, vacation, travel, things like that into that category. And how good would this method be if we must use a food scale at all times? I would just not be sustainable or it would just be incredibly intimidating for most people. But by using like the food databases, using the databases available to you in your food tracking app, you have some pre-entered macronutrient content and information for various foods right there. So you can learn something about the food you're consuming, even if it's outside your home or you know not prepared by you, just by using those comprehensive databases. 
I know in my early days of tracking macros, and I'm a dietitian, so just because I'm a dietitian doesn't mean I know the macronutrient or the micronutrient content of all foods. That's not something that we need to learn and you know have the space to learn when we're going to school. But by tracking macros, my knowledge of the nutritional profiles of food is so much more expanded than it ever has been because I've used a database to see what this food contributes to my diet. So even the packaged foods, the processed foods, I might not have any idea which are higher in protein, which have a balance of fat and carbs or whatever if I did not track first. And the same thing goes for restaurant meals. It can be really eye-opening to see how many calories different meals contribute to us, maybe which restaurants are a bit more conducive to our goals which ones will support our goals and which ones will be it'll be harder to work them into our needs. I can't stress enough how helpful tracking macros can be from a basic nutrition education standpoint. This education that you probably never ever got, okay? So even if you are only able to give it a few weeks or months and you are using a food scale in that time, know that it will pay off in the sense that that knowledge will stay with you. And you can confidently navigate tracking macros with other visual cues, with your hands and fingers, with the food database that's available to you in your tracking app, even if you're not weighing and measuring exactly diligently, accurately all the time. In this episode, we covered many of the common myths surrounding macro tracking and debunked them one by one. Could probably do a whole entire additional episode on this, and I'm not saying I won't. We discovered that tracking macros is not exclusive to bodybuilders or athletes. It can benefit anyone striving for improved health and nutrition, especially if you're somebody who really thrives with data and likes to kind of get in the weeds with that. Next, we talked about how tracking macros does not necessarily mean sacrificing in flavor, and we showcased how it allows for flexibility, customization, a diverse range of delicious foods. We emphasize that macros are essential, but they're not the sole factor for determining weight loss or fat loss or muscle gain goals, knowing that nutrient timing and micronutrient status of your food and other lifestyle behaviors play really important roles. Next, we dispelled the belief that hitting macros with absolute precision every single day is necessary. In fact, when it comes to long-term consistency and overall balance, it's likely that that is not required. We explored alternatives to meticulous weighing and measuring, encouraging estimation, visual cues, and hand-based portion control. So I hope by demystifying these myths, you are more empowered to embrace macro tracking as a practical and sustainable tool for optimizing your nutrition, achieving your goals, and ultimately leading to a healthier, more fulfilling lifestyle. Thank you so much for listening to the Macros Made Easy podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot of the one you're listening to right now to share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at emilyfieldrd so that more people can find this podcast and learn how to use a macros approach in a stress-free way. If you love the podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. Remember, you can always find more free health and nutrition content on Instagram and on my website at emilyfieldrd.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.